I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company, Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast, live from Mexico. Hola, hola, hola. We are here close to Todos Santos in Baja. We have the ocean in our backyard. It's so beautiful. We're here on a fun trip, as well as a work trip. We're doing some work here, so... we we got to bring our animals. We got our animals. I have Perry right here by my side. He was so good on the airplane. Weren't you so good? They're so awesome at traveling. And we are currently... What are you drinking over there why i switched to wine we've been drinking beer all the time and i feel like i'm like i'm drinking a beer i'm a little bit gluten intolerant so i get really lethargic if i drink too much beer Mm. just a gluten or drinking a nice but the the food has been we've been making food every day in our airbnb we've been crushing it with some good fish tacos yesterday oh yeah we ate some i I love mexico i haven't been in, in a while since 2014 i think it's great when you get out of places like you know, Cabo and Puerto Vallarta. And you actually go, I remember when I went to Oaxaca, which is like super oh, Southern yeah. Mexico. And it's so awesome. I think a lot of people think of Mexico as like resorty or dangerous. I feel very safe here right now. So I feel totally safe. And it, it's just beautiful to get out a little bit. We haven't been out forever. The airplane of- thing was an interesting experience. It, they were not booking the middle seat. So we had the whole aisle, which was nice. Yeah. Everyone's wearing masks. It was a two and a half hour flight. Everyone was wearing masks. I want to say I There's really no feel food really or anything. No available. food, no drinks. No. We, we had a friend in first class that was hustling some wine back to I know. <laughs> he kept coming back with some wine. They're canned wines. Canned wines. Canned rosé. He was like, I can't drink this. I was like, I'll go ahead and drink that for you. It's uh, interesting. On airplanes, I, I like to drink a little before an airplane, but on an airplane, if I'm going to drink, I'm very particular particular about what I drink. My body's a oh, little yeah. bit like... You like oh. the hard alcohol or something? Just simple? I want like bubbles oh, okay. or something. That was bubbly. The rosé? Yeah. Oh. You didn't no. even try it. I took one sip and oh. I gave it to you and then she drank four of them. I drank four. I got off the plane and I was like, holy hell. I I hope I the going altitude. through customs with my animal. I'm like, hope I don't ask me that question. Welcome to yeah. Mexico. Uh, so this episode is with a repeat guest, Midori. She's an amazing, amazing sex educator. She was here last time talking about dominance and role play. She's taught at Pure Pleasure, the sex shop I own with my mom. We used to own an in-person retail store, brick and mortar. And since then, we have transitioned to just online. So if you need any sex toys, everyone, go to purepleasureshop.com and you get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX and you support me and my mother. But mostly my mother because she's awesome and she deserves it. And we have great sex toys. I love supporting Janice. Janice, I love you. Janice. I didn't get to wish you a happy birthday Oh, when you're listening to this. Happy birthday. I thought about you a lot that day. Should we sing happy birthday in Spanish? Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Okay, no. (laughs) I don't even think my my mom's least favorite song ever is a happy birthday song. Have you heard the happy birthday song that's the birthday superstar song? I will not sing it right now. But But I just like this. Say it's your birthday. Something like that. That's a good one. Or Stevie Wonder. 
Happy birthday oh, yeah. to yeah. Okay. Oh, anyway. there's a good in, in Hebrew too. A yum yum haledet. A yum yum haledet. That's my favorite one. Yeah, it's a nice one. Especially when your shoulders went up while you were singing. I haven't it. been doing a lot of shoulder grooves. April's in a bathing suit right now. Everyone, it's my hot. Shoulder. Hey, if you haven't gone to our Instagram, maybe you should because you'll maybe you'll see April in a bathing suit on Instagram. Is there something on there? I don't know. We what about put- my j- crystals gems? gems. <laughs> crystals gems. <laughs> Go check out our IG at Shameless Sex. Um, okay, so we have a sex question, but before we dive in, oh, by the way, with Midori, she's talking about how to in, unleash your inner femdom. And this is for everyone. So this is feminine dominance. This is for everyone. Even if you're a penis owner, you could unleash your inner femdom. And this is specifically talking about in the bedroom for sex and intimacy. Perry, shut up. He's trying to make a lot of noise. He's releasing his inner femdom. <laughs> That's what he, he was like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so before we do the sex question, a little shout out to our favorite lubricant. I have to say the best lubricant on the planet. Also known as Uber Lube. Uber Lube is a silicone lubricant. It's a luxurious lubricant. It never gets sticky. It's long lasting. It has no flavor, no scent. It's body friendly. We have over 3,000 doctors on board referring this to their patients. Also therapists. People are a big fan. Less likely to change the pH than other lubes. Great for vaginal, oral, anal. April, I know you use it. Every time I give it to anyone, they are obsessed. They're like, I never knew lube, lube could be this good. And I've been using it in Mexico on my hair. Baby's hair is wild right now. If I probably could put some Uber lube in haven't here. haven't seen it when it's not wild, it's still a little bit wild. It's kind of always wild. <laughs> yeah, but right <laughs> but, now it's extra wild. And but Uber lube helps to tame it. It helps to tame it, and it helps just nourish my skin. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And it's great for anal. And it's great for anal. And oral. You put a little drop in and there before you oral. suck some day. That's, yeah. uh, if y'all want to try Uber lube, you probably should because it might just might change your life. Go to uberlube.com with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. You get 10% off and free shipping in the U.S., Go do it. Meow. You ready for a sex question? Yes. I can't wait. Okay. I just started listening to your podcast and I had a quick question. Before I started dating my boyfriend, I had a decent sex drive, but now my sex drive has disappeared. I want to get intimate with him, but I can never get turned on or wet anymore. What can I do to help get in the mood? I just want to be able to have fun and get intimate, but it feels impossible the more I think about it. The part about that she finished... She, I think she, I think she, they finish with the, the more I think about it is my first thought of like, oh, you thinking too hard about it. So, oh, so the question, I just want to be able to have fun and get intimate, but it feels impossible the more I think they, about it. I mean, yeah. what, what happened here is in the beginning, it's the lust phase. You're super excited. This new body, you want to have sex with them. It's all exciting. Ooh, all the, the hormones and the butterflies. And then that changes and it always changes for, well, almost always changes for most relationships, for long-term relationships. This is completely normal. I'm raising my hand right now because that happened to me. It's happened to me so many times. And this is what happens. We habituate to our partner. And so there isn't that newness. And that newness also, part of that newness is also kind of scary. Like, do I have you? Is this going to work? You're new. Ah! And that creates excitement, which also creates desire. But when we habituate, which is a great thing to habituate because we feel more safe, we feel more grounded. Um, but also desire can change with that because the newness is gone. So I just want to say you're normal. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, and I also, I believe you're a vulva owner, the person who wrote this. Uh, one thing is that for vulva owners after the lust phase, 
a lot of vulva owners have more of what we call a responsive sex drive as opposed to spontaneous sex drive, whereas more testosterone-driven folks, so penis-owning folks, although I know some vulva-owning folks have a lot of testosterone in their bodies and want to fuck all the time. Um, Shout out to you, humans. (laughs) Um, But so for testosterone folks, they have more spontaneous sex drive. So even five years down the road in a relationship, a lot of them can see a boob and be like, woohoo, boobs! I'm so excited. Whereas the responsive folks, so that's more estrogen driven folks and oftentimes more vulva owners, they need more than the cock, you know, seeing the cock or the boob to get excited. And it's more of an active thing where you co-create either with your partner or on your own to stoke that fire and get yourself excited. And part of that is erotic self-care practices. So touching your body, maybe listening to Dipsy, which we love, D-I-P-S-E-A. Um, which is erotic short stories that can get you in the mood. Um, Also, maybe watching some porn, reading some erotica, um, doing different things together where where it's new, like newness with your partner. doesn't mean you have to fuck other people, but trying new sex toys, new things. So this this is just completely normal, but it's about you taking charge of your own body and connecting with your own body. And that might be creating like 10 minute a day or, you know, a couple times a week practices. That just helps you to tap into your central body. Maybe it's not even having an orgasm, but just into your central body and or creating newness with your partner and getting more creative and trying different things that you aren't usually doing. I think those are great suggestions. I also think if this is a vulva owner writing because it's unclear... Perhaps you and your partner could check out OMGS, which we talk about so many times, and look at different techniques to internally stimulate you, and that might be able to help your sex drive. You're talking about sex drive here. It says, what can I do to help get into the mood better? Mm-hmm. I would say foreplay is a huge piece to that. Yeah. So watch some videos to maybe explore on your own and then present that to your partner and or have him, as you said, him do that as well, separately or together. And then I would say to get into the mood, drop in and do a lot more foreplay than you are even comfortable with, which typically a lot of times, especially when it's long-term relationships, you kind of go straight into the act of oral to just get right just, to sex. Yeah, too, you, eventually. you do. There's yeah, a destination. You're like, oh, we've done this so many times. Let's go there. But what about taking that part off of the table and saying, we're going to explore each other's bodies yeah. differently than we typically do and Without see a goal. what happens. Yeah. yeah, no goal and see what happens. And as Amy mentioned, the sex toy piece, like incorporate some toys in there and sort of have a plan together or in your own brain about how that looks. Add an element of, oh, perhaps I'll be blindfolded tonight mm. or perhaps I'll try the under the bed restraint system Ooh. or a hog tie system or also available at purepleasureshop.com yeah exactly <laughs> add, add some kinky play and these products aren't expensive you no. can go in and invest under a hundred dollars you can get a slew of items that would really be able to help you spice it up and guess what it's going to be ongoing yeah you're going to have to figure out one thing that works for you perhaps for the next week or month, and then you might have to switch that up again. And that can also be looked at as, yes, challenging at times, but an opportunity to learn more about yourself and your partnership and grow together sexually. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people think it should be be spontaneous. It should be consistent. We should always want our partner at all times, that these things shouldn't change or we don't have to put in the work. But no, Things change all the time and we just change with them and get creative. Uh, One other thing, one other suggestion is to do um, 
not just date nights, but like erotic intimacy date nights where you set a time mm-hmm. once a week. Maybe it's for two or three hours that night or day or whatever window you want to do. And it's not about sex necessarily. You don't have a goal. You don't know what you're going to do until you get there. And you get there and you check in what are we available for. And you just start to explore each other's bodies or explore something different. Or let's go Google something different that we might want to try. Or, um, But you stay committed to it to keep the connection there. But I think... The, you know, the, that last part about uh, it, it feels impossible the more I think about it. There's probably a headiness there, too. If you're in your head saying, I'm not going to get turned on, I'm not aroused, then you're probably not going to get turned on or get aroused because you're in your head. So that's why doing some erotic self-care practices, like erotic meditation Take the practices. Take the Jaya uh, Erotic Blueprints quiz oh, together, yeah. That's too. episode 126. Good job. I know, because I refer this all the time. And also with the newsletter that when you sign up for Shameless Sex's newsletter, oh, yeah. we'll send you 50 tips to spice it up and various things. Some are a little bit chill and easy to implement. Some have a little bit more involved yeah. and that's a great recommendation because you could print those out, put them on your fridge and Let's have a try goal this for today. the next 50 days. We're going to do this. If you sign up, it's at shamelesssex.com and it's completely for you. So you just, it's an email address and you get that right away. So just so you know, you are completely normal. This is workable. You just have to put in the time to stoke that fire. Think of your arousal as, um, or your drive as, you know, water in a cauldron and there's a fire beneath it and you have to keep feeding that and fueling that fire. Otherwise it goes out. doesn't mean you can't relight it, but it's work. So you can light it, light and, it up. And Amy, guess what? Guess what? I am a huge fan of squirting. Yes. I knew it. And blankets that you can actually use. You're, for also, squirting. you're also a clean freak. So. <laughs> I am a clean freak. I don't like doing the laundry all the time. I, I do it often, but sheets are a pain in the ass. So I've been using this sex blanket for years. And this amazing human sent us their version, which oh, yeah. is called the layer. And Claire, she's out there, hopefully listening right now, sent us this amazing sex blanket that I finally got to try. It's like a circle. It's like not too big and bulky. It's thin. Yeah. It's cute. And it's actually like foldable so you could bring it with you because the blanket that I have been using, I mean, there's geriatric blankets out there that... But they make the noise. They make like, the <laughs> noise. Yeah. This one's awesome. And I know she sent you one as well. Yeah. What did you think? I loved it. I think it's super sexy. It's also eco-friendly, machine washable, and it's affordable. A lot yeah. of them are real expensive. And this is, it covers just like the perfect area. And it's really cool because this is a woman owned operation. She's an entrepreneur who created this product. So y'all should go and check it out. If you're a squirter or you want to be a squirter, or you just want to like squirt with an SH or <laughs> if you want to keep the area clean with all the yummy things that you're doing, go to get the Um, she is not a sponsor of the podcast. No. We just love her. We just and love her. Love and what she's doing. We wanted to support that and let you all know that that is available out yeah. there. Meow. Go. go check it out. Meow. All right, Amy bio time. You ready? Bio time. All right, this is a great bio. I love Midori's bio. She's the best. Trailblazing educator, sexologist, artist, and irritant to banality, Midori founded Rope Dojo and Forte Femme, Women's Dominance Intensive. Dan Savage calls her the supernova of kink, while others affectionately call her Auntie Midori for her cool, tell it like it is, funny, reality-based teachings. She is also the author of Wild Sex Set. Side sex. Thank you. Wild side sex. The seductive art of Japanese bondage and Master Han's daughter and silk threads. During this pandemic, learn, laugh, and enjoy her special online classes, events, and art on patreon.com slash planet Midori. But first... 
You all know how much we love Manscaped, the best men's trimmer for below-the-waist grooming. Well, guess what we recently discovered? Manscaped also works for Volvo owners as well. Fun fact, I shamelessly like to rock some pubic hair. So I decided to give my partner's Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 a try, and let me tell you, it worked perfectly for my well-manicured bush. Now we are lovingly fighting over who gets to keep it at their house. And guess who won? Me. Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0 features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology. Plus, it's waterproof, rechargeable, and if you're like me and want to keep some of your sexy fur, it also comes with clipper attachments. Well, that's just amazing. And you know what is even better than Amy's well-mowed lawn? Manscaped is hooking you up by giving Shameless Sex listeners 20% off and free shipping with the code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code SHAMELESS. So no matter what bits you're packing down under, it's time for you to check out the best below-the-belt trimmer out there. All right, back to the show. All right, everyone, it is episode time, and this is a wonderful repeat guest. We are here with Midori. Last time we recorded Midori, you got to be in person in San Francisco. And well, now I remember those days, those good old days. Uh, and now we are, you know, doing things over Zoom because it's, it's 2020 and what a weird time. Uh, Midori is extra special to us. Uh, she used to come to Pure Pleasure when my mom and I owned the retail store in Santa Cruz. We still own the website, everyone. You can go to purepleasureshop.com. You get 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSX on all your sex toys. And no more retail store. Midori has taught all kinds of classes for us. Um, I took the how to eat a peach class. How to eat a peach. It was so yeah. good. Pussy pleasure. It was hot. I it learned was so much. Penis pleasure, oral sex, but like about uh, uh, sex talk, dirty talk. Oh, she's. Uh, it was like sword swallowing, right? Yes. I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How do I remember? That was 10 years ago. And then lots of rope bondage classes, hands on rope bondage. This one, as you probably heard in the intro, we're talking about femdom, feminine dominance, how it applies to sex and in the bedroom. Um, more so geared towards maybe some newbies or maybe folks who identify as somewhat vanilla but opening up to the uh, power play world or the kink world. Uh, so without further ado, let's dive in. And Midori, we always start with the same question, even though we have some info in your bio already, but tell us how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality. Hello, viewers. Hello, listeners. And I hope you're well out there. Let's see. I have been teaching for quite some time. Uh, let's see. I kind of fell into this accidentally. I ended up in San Francisco as a, um, I ended up in San Francisco shortly after the HIV worst of the pandemic. It was still bad, but the worst of it. And there I am as a young person, a uh, young adult exploring my own sexuality as then there was like death and of course cultural shame all around us. And I ended up falling in with amazing people that later on would be called the sex positive movement. But at that point, it wasn't called anything. And um, People like Carol Queen and Annie Sprinkle, and I didn't realize that they were cultural revolutionaries. They were just nice mm-hmm. and ended up doing volunteer, safer sex, outreach and education, oftentimes in very underground ways and through San Francisco sex information as well. Turns out um, I'm kind of good at talking about this stuff. I didn't know that. And eventually I ended up teaching workshops, writing several books, including Seductive Art of Japanese Bondage and Wild Side Sex. Uh, founded Rope Dojo in 2002 and founded Forte Femme 
Women's Dominance Weekend Intensive in 2004. And that has been going just crazily well. And up until the pandemic and the, and the before times, every month I was teaching a weekend intensive, either in New York or San Francisco, a three-day deep dive into tapping into your authentic power to co-create joy. So that brings us, and then pandemic, and I've been focusing on creating uh, rich resources in my Patreon and, and doing coaching and stuff. So that brings us up to today. And it is so good to see you all. Mm. And wish we could be over a, a cafe table having wine together. I know. <laughs> so we're doing it. Well, in our, yeah, cheers, wine. Cheers, right, cheers. cheers. We're drinking the same color wine. Yeah. So cheers to you. It's not, it's not yeah. apple juice. Um, and then to all of our listeners too, I didn't say this before, but we are, this one is being filmed. So if you're not watching on our YouTube channel, you go to Shameless Sex's YouTube channel. You can see Majora. She has all these wonderful books behind her, some that she's authored okay. herself. Oh yeah. And I just set up a whole new YouTube channel just for my little funny little education stuff. I just want to give you an absolute shout out, Midori. You're a goddess, a queen in the, when it comes to the educator realm and Mm -hmm. just so necessary to have you here again. And so um, I always get smitten and excited and just to see you and and talk with you. So today you're going to talk with our folks and us about feminine dominance, as we mentioned, and you have a lot of, uh, I'm sure, so much to share. First, can you just define power play and feminine dominance, the femdom? Okay. So uh, let's first take the word fem, and, and I want to, I want to like untangle that a little bit. How I mean that may be a bit different than how people use it, say, on porn sites or online searches. So this is just how I mean it and how I want to refer to, to this conversation moving forward. So, um, you know, I think porn is great. I understand that there's genre, but this is a conversation about how to bring it into our lives, right? So when I'm saying femme, I don't mean female, right? And I don't necessarily mean body parts or uh, external assignment. I don't actually even mean one's own gender uh, or pronouns. I'm actually talking about and this gets a little more complicated uh, when we do like the three-day dive-in, but let's try to keep it simple here. When I say femme, I believe that we are all in many ways a mixture of the masculine, the feminine, and the anthro. An internal, internal, internal experience mixed in with, with uh, self-performative expression that overlaps but not necessarily about gender, gender identity, etc. So talking about exploring a headspace, a mental space, a state of being in a moment of play. So you may be cis female and and enjoy culturally feminine performance of self. Right. You may also be masculine, masculine of center, female identified or gender fluid or cis male, all of that. All of that. But what we're talking about here is exploring into exploring into one's 
femme aspect, and I'm using femme in the lowercase f, not capital F. Right. And um, as I'm using gendered language forward, I want to keep that in mind. So, and as far as what partners gender identification or gender exploration in the moment of play is all over the map. The, the typical assumption out there is when people think femdom, let's face it, people are assuming for heteronormative, cis female, uh, and cis male coupling. Let's just put that aside. And if you fit that description, great, listen from that filter. If that demographic, that particular two individuals listening to this does not fit you, listen from where you're coming from. Because I'm talking about, I don't know, let's be a little woo, energetic. Because mm -hmm. right? um, we are all a mix, aren't we? You know? We're all a mix if we, if we come down to the, the complexity and the nuance of the self. So I am talking around exploring and playing with consensual power from your internal femme space. Mm -hmm. Now, the internal femme space may not abide by the cultural signifiers of that which is feminine, which we're getting all like heady and stuff like that. But I, I needed to make that, that disclaimer. So understanding the, the framework I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. yeah. So femme is all genders. Mm -hmm. And if femme may be transitory, femme for another person may be constant. Mm -hmm. What I'm talking about is the moment of, of uh, partners coming together it may be two, it may be three, it may be cast of thousands, lucky you, wear a mask. <laughs> I think, I like the, the, the distinction there, and because that was one of our questions here too, is, you know, who is this for? Mm -hmm. Is this for vulva owners, is this for penis owners? And you're saying it, it doesn't matter. It's for, it's for anyone that wants to tap into this energetic way of relating of showing up of playing and we've done podcasts in the past where one that was on feminine dominance but it wasn't necessarily about sex and in mm -hmm. in the bedroom it was a little bit but it was more so how can you carry on into everyday life i'm sure that's something that people learn when they take these with these workshops from you it doesn't just apply to sex but what so why what do people get out of this when they tap into their fem dom space why do people like it and what are they getting out of this experience as though and maybe you can talk about what the partner would experience or partners but also the person that's really tapping in, into this and owning this and the people that go to your workshops okay so what people get out of this um like everything around sexuality is it depends on the individuals so i'm going to make broad brush strokes generalizations based upon things i've seen um it is so in terms of looking at feminine dominance or femdom it's one of many 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 different leadership styles right and it can also be a different way in which to, another way in which to engage in stating your desires authentically. Mm -hmm. Let's narrow this into, instead of looking at the broader scope of life, because we can always zoom back out later. Let's just go narrow into two people, hot date night. Okay. So playing with one's femme top or feminine dominant space is about making a statement 
rather than a request. Mm. To know what would please you now, very clearly and unambiguously to oneself, and then to make the statement of want and desire. Instead of instead of bartering and instead of bargain chipping. And it is in a consensual context where it's you've got two lovers, two sweeties together, right? And I'm going to assume in this example for a sexual relationship, but it doesn't always have to be. But let's paint the picture of these two individuals where they're lovers and maybe they're life partners. They share, you know, the adulting chores of life, you know, the trash, the dishes, the bills. And the you know, sexy things, all the sexy yeah. things. <laughs> all the sexy things, uh-huh. right? So they share all of that, okay? And then they share a, a history of, of loving and sexing and being sexy in a way that is, is kind and generous and sometimes self-sacrificing and sometimes maybe even manipulative in ways that we've been taught. Sometimes in ways that we deny ourselves our truths or become a bit more transactional about it, a quid pro quo, or, or even somewhat passive-aggressive. Now, not all the time. It's, it's always nice to ask, hey, honey, would you? So that creates a very um, assuming for healthy communication, right? Assuming for healthy communication, hey, honey, would you go down on me? Is open to a yes, no, or a maybe, right? Yes, no, maybe, or later, or whatever. And it assumes for egalitarianness. Lovely. So let's assume for these two. Okay. And they have this history of, uh, now by spending one night or one scene instead of an ask, a statement. Now, we're already coming from a foundation that the other is in on this. So consent is met, right? So if, instead of me saying, hey, honey, it would really make me happy if you could go down on me right now. Instead of that, to say, you will go down on me. You know I like it. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) Right? Um, It also helps if that thing that I am demanding is something you like as well. Hmm. Or the being demanded on is the thing that you like. What this is not is about being unfair. Another way to strip this down is uh, to bring it to the simplest. I think I've talked to you guys about my definition BDSM before, which is childhood joyous play with adult sexual privilege and cool toys. (laughs) Cops and robbers with shagging. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. I forgot about that. That's good. Right? Mm -hmm. So fandom is Simon Says. So Simon Says is a DS game. So when we were kids and 
I don't know about you, but I like playing Simon Says, uh, both on the giving and receiving side, because there's that kind of trickster thing. It's like a gotcha element. Mm. And then there's the want of being able to follow the rules and, and uh, be either being obedient or smart enough to not be gotcha right? So Simon says, raise your hand. Simon says, lower your hand. Simon says, raise your hand. Hey, lower your hand. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. I was, for some reason, I was seeing the vision. What is the one where it has the colors? Like, oh, that's the like red, I blue, was, blue, that's blue, the, yeah, blue, green, green, oh, green. It was, a, uh, it was called something with an S. Oh, okay. Now I remember what yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that too. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. You make, I love just, I'm going to let you keep talking, but I just love how you're painting this in a way that, that I think most brands like, oh, I get the difference what you're talking about. yeah yeah so yeah it's like okay you will go down on me okay you will lick me harder okay stop but if we added the command if we added that in terms of well i suppose it's simone says it should be midori says is what <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking midori, midori says, says. Yeah. yeah or you know it's it's now let's say that let's say that um if you and i were, you know, normally I would just be referred to as Midori or Sweetie or Honey Bunch. But if in, you know, whatever terms of endearment, right? And, uh, but if we're playing our Femdom DS game, I am Matt. Matt says, go down on me. Ma'am says a little to the left. Okay, time for a quick break. It's April here, and as Amy will tell you, I'm a total foodie and lover of all things healthy and delicious. But as a boss queen businesswoman, I don't always have time to cook. That's why I absolutely love Saqqara. Saqqara offers organic, ready-to-eat meals made with powerful plant-based ingredients with both flavor and health in mind. And it's delivered right to your door. Plus, Saqqara has daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your health and nutrition. I use their Metabolism Super Powder regularly, and it's the perfect remedy for my bloating, weight gain, and fatigue. Girl, I can't wait to get my mouthgasms on with next week's menu. The Saqqara burger with chili, cashew cream, and coconut bacon. Mm. And the veggie satay bowl with savory almond butter sauce. Oh, the sweet potato coconut dream parfait. Sounds like a five-star menu to me. And guess what? Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off with their first order when they go to sakara.com slash shameless or enter code shameless at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash shameless to get 20% off your first order. Again, that's sakara.com slash shameless. Don't wait another minute. Go check it out. This podcast was also made possible by omgyes.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that teaches you all about how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made beautiful animated modules and super honest short videos to give you ways to reach even more pleasure. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's been changing their lives. We all know pleasure is fluid and ever-changing, so why not add more tools to your pleasure tool belt? OMGS is for everyone, so whether you are a vulva owner or you just love vulvas, OMGS will give you the techniques to get your O face on. There are two seasons to choose from and hundreds of gorgeous videos to explore, so go see what science says about pleasure and visit omgs.com slash shameless. 
That's O-M-G-S dot com slash shameless to get $5 off your O-M-G-S access. Again, O-M-G-S dot com slash shameless. Go check it out. Now back to the show. This is one thing I thought about. Do you remember, did you do this work with Charlie Glickman in April where he was teaching you instead of like, maybe would you touch me here or maybe would you lick me there? Um, would uh because we're so trained to do that we're so trained to say like oh i don't know i maybe you could try this and we're kind of like sugarcoating instead of directly being like here's what i want here's what i need and so it sounds like what you're really sharing here is um a way for people who have such a hard time being direct and asking for what they want and are so used to not asking first of all or for going like maybe i don't know maybe i'd Mm. like this to instead start really learning to practice like this is how you, I can, you can ask for what you want and maybe it would apply to people who don't, don't even want to go into the kink world, but just want to be more direct about asking for what they want. Yeah. And it is, it is a, a, a toe in toe into the kink side. And just because uh, you're playing with power doesn't mean woo, whoops, um, the playing with power doesn't mean you have to, you know, have all the leather and all the wacky things and all the bindy and the pokey things and have to have all of these complicated skills. No, just shifting a, would you mind to you will? Mm. Which I think that's really a simple way. And, and, I, and the question that I have is about introducing this practice, but it is a practice, right? Shifting that sort of uh, the habituation that we always go to with our, with our asks into this firm. It's, it's a, I'm going to tell you what to do. So I guess the question here is how can folks, especially folks that are more vanilla that are, as you mentioned, dipping their toe into the kink side, but wanting to introduce femdom to their partners, how can these folks do this? Okay. So, uh, you don't need any extra props. Maybe if anything, a blindfold, but you can always use a sleep mask for that. Hmm. Okay. You know what's sexy as a blindfold is a one stocking. Oh, and just you know, it around the eyes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So take it off your legs and then tie it on them. Oh, mm. or make them then, make make them take it off your legs and tie. Oh, <laughs> and then the other stocking from the other leg is perfect for a little wrist restraint. So it, by having one pair of stockings, you got blindfold and you got a wrist restraint. Mm. All right. So, you know, makes, makes a little bedroom striptease even more fun. But you really don't need anything special. So don't worry about going at rushing out and getting all the expensive toys. You can worry about that later. Because it's all about getting creative with what you got. So now take whatever it is your regular good sex is your regular good sex. Now let's take that and gussy it up all kinky. So you don't, you also don't need any new technical skills. You don't need to learn how to swing from the chandelier. You don't need like you know, some complicated thousand knots and whatever. No, it's just a reframe of what you already got. All right. And if there is uh, if the way that, that the, the sexual communication usually is an ask, then turn it into a tell. Now, make sure that you and your sweetie have an agreement that, you know, let's play a little with femdom. Let's just play just a little bit. Now, this is where 
the partner, the, per- the person submitting can help it out, help out the person dominating and help out the situation because this is a whole new scenario uh, in just the reframe. So let's say if you're, you're my partners, I could say, okay, I'm going to, I want to play with this and, and I want to change the phrasing. If I make an ask instead of a tell, could you say to me, is that what you meant to say? So if I said to you, I'm going down on you. Okay. Right. If I instead said, hey, I want to go down on you. Then you as my partner would say, is that what you meant to say? Mm. Right, right, right. I am going down on Because it takes a little practice mm. for the reframe. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's expecting too much of ourselves if one person is meant to have a complete behavioral change. That's not fair. So I'm trying to get used to this. And it's, again, that whole, like, Simon Says thing. As a partner, you get to be a keen listener. Right, so then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, oh, and speaking of me going down on you, there's sometimes a stere- often this stereotype idea that person submitting is the one giving the oral sex, mm-hmm. whether you got any bits or outy bits, right? And the person dominating is the one receiving oral sex. Not so. Not always so. It can be, but what if what would really please me now is to give you oral sex, go down on you, um, uh, fellatio, cunnilingus, whatever, until it drove you crazy or just because I like your parts. Mm-hmm. And my dominance is going to be, I am going to make you enjoy, which I already know you already enjoy, the thing that I do with my mouth on your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> no, don't. Stop. Don't. Okay. So the idea that certain sexual positions are more dominant than others is bullshit. It's all in the context. You know, it's like if I said, you will fuck me until I am pleased and tell you to stop. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. Like, uh, yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and if it is that said body part is tired, bring in a different body part or a toy. Mm-hmm. You got plenty of fingers. Oh, we, yeah. have yep. mouth, we have sex yep. toys. We got all yep. the things. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's say that you're a penis person and you're like, I my you know, my heart on's not gonna last uh as long as you want. I'm like, it's what you got a right hand, then you got a left hand, then we got a drawer full of toys. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got all the time. <laughs> She's so naturally good at this. She's yeah. like yeah, it's not like, will you please maybe sort of, kind of, it's like, you got, no, you're going to, you are going to do this. Throw out me. polite, polite, you don't, you just firm, no more and polite. I, and I'm not saying all the time, I'm not, you know, there's going to be, and then the, the, the next night it's like, hey baby, can I go down on you? I mean, change it up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying a global change in the dynamics and, and uh, how you talk to your lover. This is just another framework. And you don't need to learn any new skills other than the reframe, which is big enough. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a common mistake that people, that I see people doing, is trying to do all the stuff at once. So, all right, 
You said you want kinky. I said I want kinky. You know what? I went and bought all the toys, the 15 floggers and a bunch of rope. And I bought like the, the, the zappy thing and the pokey thing and this thingamajig that I have no idea how it assembles. And it pinched my hand while trying to assemble it. And the thing that needs charging that I can't quite figure out the on button. <laughs> and then I've got the outfit that I can't breathe in. And I have the attitude. To the Lord, am I supposed to say? And I will say now. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta look at my notes. Well said, we yeah. press pause and go listen to this podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like trying to assemble fifteen IKEA furniture at once, and you not you don't have all the parts. Mm-hmm. Like no, just no. Um, and I think that's like too much of expectation and what i've also seen is where one partner will have this whole idea what it should be like in the head and not allowing the other partner to have experimental opportunities for amusing failure i remember you talking about this when we did the role play episode and we were talking about because a lot of people it's, it's awkward they're like how do i do this and your advice was you embrace the awkward have fun, be playful, don't take it too seriously, and be authentic, which I imagine applies this too. A lot of people think that to show up as their dominant side, they have to do it just like they saw in all the porn, all the things. Yeah, like you're saying, all the props and the, the, the stature and saying all the right things. And it sounds like another opportunity to just tap deeper into who you are and how you want to be this strong, assertive being. Um, and so what I know, so you, you know, you have, so you're talking about it's a negotiation with a partner or partners. There's the consent piece that you already work out. There's, you can tell partners, Hey, if I, if I forget to say the straightforward thing, here's what you can remind me. So you, they can ask that question uh, of how to remind you to actually just be more straightforward. What about the folks that are really there? Ah, how do I do this? One, of course uh, we can, they can take your online workshop, but do they practice in front of a mirror? Do they practice writing this out if there? If this is really edgy for people who are new of course, you can practice with your partner, but do you have any baby steps for those people to start to bring this into their sex lives? Yeah, and it'll be different for different people. So if I'm working in my coaching situation, what I would ask, and I would like for you to ask of yourselves, each of you viewers and listeners, is what's the barrier or what's the thing that makes you most nervous? If it is that, if, if it makes me nervous that I will look stupid and you'll think it's funny, then I should blindfold you so you can't see me going, mm. and you can't see me going, oh yeah, how do I do that? <laughs> Look it in the book. <laughs> right, so blindfold. If it makes you nervous around saying the right things, then write it out in a, in a letter, an email, a steamy text. Um, if it makes you, so reducing the thing that makes you nervous. If it makes you nervous, it feels like you have to learn so many difficult technical things. Don't learn the technical things and stick a blindfold on your regular sex and now you've got dominance. Um, Oh, also, transitioning back to your everyday relationship and aftercare for both parties are really important. And what do I mean by that? If I've just spent this time being your bossy sex overlord, Anya. I'm going to be even more awkward afterwards of how to get back to raising our kids together. 
you know, walking the dog. Um, so when it's done, this is when like playtime name, like calling me ma'am because we're playing, makes it clear that, okay, now I'm sweetheart and I'm back to Midori and I'm back to being a baby mama and all of that. But afterwards, especially if you've tried something new, it can be a regular sex in your new context of being a bit bossy. I need a landing period. And even if I'm playing with my power and dominance in the scene, I've just tried something new and I'm really vulnerable. So make sure you schedule time for cool down and reintegration. It's like after running a marathon or doing a new sport, you need that recovery time. Have you ever had this thing where you start a new workout program, like, you know, your first day of yoga or your boot camp or whatever, and the next day you're like, you can't move Mm because you're so sore. You're like, can you grab my wine glass? (laughs) I can't move my arm. Mm -hmm. That's me. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And so after trying out a new sport, which this is, you need to give yourself and your partner a little recovery time. It's better to have a little extra planning of the recovery time because if you don't need it, you can you know go to go back to to your everyday life. But if you need it, you've already carved out that time, and it also gives the afterglow period. That's precious. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love in the beginning, Midori, when you talked about throwing out the gender piece of femdom, and yeah. so I would love. For those folks listening out there, maybe they're penis owners uh, that want to tap into their femdom side. Do you have tips for those folks? Oh, yes. Um, it's, it's a little part of what I call my archetype exercise. So visualize who, not society, not anyone else, who you relate to as the power femme. Now, in terms of power femme, there's aiming high, and then there's aiming in a way that I can play with, right? Uh, so this is not about, you know, assertive all the time. Just think in terms of just a little bossier than your usual you. Mm. Who's the bossy, little bit bossy, or maybe a lot bossy that you think is super sexy? Um, you know who one of my favorite femdom characters is? Hippie Longstocking. <laughs> Whoa, weird. That was just on the episode of The Boys. Talking about how she's such a badass. And, oh, my God, that's awesome. I love her, Pippi Longstocking. Pippi Longstocking. Femdom. Martha Stewart. Femdom. Um, uh, the lady with the umbrella. Um, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> Just a spoonful of sugar. Yep. Glenda the Good Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, Right? They yeah, they don't always have to be like some villain wearing dark, you know, some leather and latex or something like that. It's you know, all these different just strong archetypes. Right? Or the senior sorority girl during a hazing. Oh. Kinky. <laughs> the queen from Alice in Wonderland? Yes. Oh. Or stern librarian. Oh. oh. Your book is late. <laughs> That's Mad Amy, too. That's I could see that. You tap Me? Femdom. Yeah, Mad Amy. Mad Amy? Well, yeah. I like this. I like Mad that there's Amy. a... I'm totally in this. I will Chip, embrace the Mad Amy. Yeah. You know, the, 
the, the pencil skirt, a little cardigan, Ooh. a very sharp pin. Ooh. Oh, I like this. You're in trouble. I'm going to hit Into you with this steps. book. <laughs> Bend over so I can give you spanking with this book. <laughs> yeah, pulling out a California law book, right? And you should, yeah, I see Officer Baldwin right here. <laughs> You've been bad. I need to write you a citation. Oh wow, I'm from the I'm from the South or the Midwest or something. I don't know. I just threw on that. <laughs> Who's yours, Chip? What about you? Hmm. Um, I would be some sort of superhero, maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. superhuman. Mm-hmm superhero Mm -hmm. so they find they find their archetype Mm -hmm. and then they're kind of tapping into whatever that energy is yeah so tapping into that so if i were in a more of a god i remember this one scene that i did with a playmate of mine and it was actually around halloween where and i wasn't wearing anything femdomy i think i was wearing like boy shorts and my favorite comfy bra and uh he had a Halloween witch hat lying around. Um, I think his kids had a Halloween party or something. And I ended up putting on, you know, the, the cheesy Halloween witch hat. And I threw that on and just started cackling. Hmm. Like cackling like a mad witch and just, you know, hopped on top and started tweaking nipples. And like, nice. um, bubble, bubble, toil, toil. Well, I need to hang out with you more often. Right? Yeah. No yeah. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. And it's almost Halloween. Everyone is coming down. So it's, that's a good, there you go. There's maybe the time to practice. Like, just for this one day, I'm going to take on this, this femdom role. Because this is what I think of like a burning man. People go and try on all these hats and these alter egos that they don't really get to live in everyday life. And they're like, oh my God. This is so a part of me, but I feel safe to do that here because I can be anything here, of course, abiding by consent. Halloween's another one of them, though, to take on a role and, you know, a day to take on a role, both with some sort of outfit costume, but also an energetic role and to practice what that is. And then you might be like, ooh, I want this in the bedroom. I'm going to bring this in all the time. Yeah, I think I started when, um, without knowing that I was looking for archetypes of powerful women, when I was a little girl, I mean, like single digit little girl, I was like, wow, at uh, 40s movie stars, mm-hmm. the, the Dietrich Bacall. Um, it was the, Cary Grant from the 40s? Yeah. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Catherine Hepburn and like topping the shit out of Humphrey Bogart. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, so I had, like, this, this like, old retro movie thing going. But then there were all the superheroes and the Japanese animation villains and, and uh, yeah, and fairy tales are full of them, too. Mm. Oh, it could be, like, a cartoon even, too. It doesn't even have maleficent. to be. Maleficent. Oh. But, yeah. Ooh. I would tap into some Maleficent uh-huh. energy, for um, sure. Buffy. Oh, yeah, Buffy. Oh. oh, yeah, someone out there just got really turned on when you said Buffy. Yeah. I know someone oh, yeah. is really turned on by Buffy. What about, <laughs> I mean, Britney Spears. She can be yeah. fierce. That yeah. right there. Love her. Anyone could, yeah. Any, you can mm-hmm. define as, um, as anyone. Xena. Oh, Xena. I live four channels She-Ra, when I was a Princess kid. That was on, oh, on Sundays. Oh. The Warrior. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the new She-Ra series is great. There's Ooh. a new She-Ra series? Oh. Yeah, yeah, updated version. You just blew my mind. That was my fa- That was what I wanted to be when I grew up every it's day. So she- good. You can still be Shira. Oh my god, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. What about uh, Princess Leia? 
Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Princess Leia, General Leia. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. What about Leia. Chewbacca? <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, I think Chewie would be like completely fine to come sashaying out. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Chewie was boss. like, yeah, Chewie was, had a really good sense of humor. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah. yeah, he took care of business. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Can Midori do it? Oh, the dogs are responding though. The oh, dogs like, are responding. Chewy, they're like Chewy, Chewy. Oh my god! Wow. I uh, I I love just any opportunity for us to reframe things, step outside of our normal box of whatever it is, and I you know, it, and I, maybe some people don't want to incorporate this into their into their play, or but I think that there's a lot of opportunity here, even whether it's in the bedroom or not, on yeah. how you can explore. Um, something along these lines. Can you tell? We, we could talk forever, but we actually have to cut the cut the cut the show soon because we got to go do some errands and things. Over You're giving here. your mom a massage. You aren't my mom. Oh, you by the way, gave yeah. her one. So, so that's it's my super mom's sweet. birthday, everyone, and I say happy birthday, oh, mom. Mom's birthday. And so I got her a massage, COVID friendly. Tell her hi, please. I will. Aww. I'll send your love. You guys know you two know each other well. Um, that's she's my femdom role model. I'm gonna that's, be Janice when I grow up. That's a good one to have right there. <laughs> Tapping my inner Janice in the bedroom. Yeah, that's right. That's my mom. Um, okay, so you have you work, you do coaching with people, you work with clients, you have books, you have a Patreon, you I don't know if you've converted your femdom or fort femme into online stuff. Can you tell my people how they can find you, work with you, support you? You I know you have so many wonderful offerings and everyone definitely go check her out. But what what can they do with you, Midori? Well, let's see. I'm coaching um individuals and couples around uh, either specific skills or their power dynamic relationship or creative living and goal setting. So the coaching has been loads of fun and they can reach me for that. Also on Patreon, I'm doing classes and resources, videos, etc. And when I am going to have more classes like component classes of 4FM, that will be announced via my Patreon. So subscribe to that. And it's a monthly subscription it kind of works on an NPR model, pay what you can, uh, but you get a lot sexier stuff than an NPR tote bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's your website again? Too? Oh, so patreon.com forward slash Planet Midori. I'm on all the social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter under Planet Midori. And uh, let's see, right now my regular website is under a redesign. So you can just pop over to fortefem.com. I have a lot of resources over there as well. And drop me a note through uh, social media or my website about personal coaching. I will work with you to bring you more joy and success, resiliency, and an authentic you. You are incredible, Midori. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode and uh, I have something to say to both of you. You will drink Margin's wine right now. <laughs> Ooh, she's got a look in her and eyes. And to too. everyone out there, <laughs> you will see, too. It worked. It worked. Unless you're a sober person. Unless you're sober. And that 21. way you can just have some grape juice. But we love Margin's wine. See why we love it so much because she makes amazing, amazing boutique wine. Every bottle is artfully crafted, and you can taste the love that Megan Bell, the amazing winemaker, puts into each bottle. So check out marginswine.com because there's limited releases available 
only a couple times a year. So check that out, Amy. And in our show notes, you will, you, 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 you will, will get this. a discount. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> show yeah, notes. Go into our show notes. You get a discount on three bottles or six bottles or more. And well, Midori's links will be in there too. If you want to work with her as well. Yes, you should. You will, you will work with and Midori. Just one more call to action. <laughs> utilizing the femdom in me. You will go give us five stars on iTunes. It just helps more people find us. And we do love reading them. We love each and every one of you beautiful, shameless sex revolutionaries. We're going to see you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.